Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Props to Crazy with Steph and Michelle. Two friends, two diagnoses, and more crazy than they know what to do with. So sit back and enjoy, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Welcome back to Props to Crazy. This is Stephanie. What in the world? (laughs) Did you you just suck a helium balloon? (laughs) I did. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was so cool. We celebrated my stepdaughter's birthday over the weekend. And so I had these helium balloons and I thought... What a nice, fun little twist it would be <laughs> for our recording. Since we're talking about being a bad mom, <laughs> gotta exactly. throw some humor in. <laughs> be a bad mom. I'm gonna steal my daughter's balloons so I can use the helium. Right? That's funny. Sounds like a good mom to me. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, just a little disclaimer. We may sound like bad moms today because we're gonna say the things that you're not supposed to say but That's right everyone's thinking it we're gonna dish right um did you have a props to my crazy that you wanted to share oh my goodness today my son I got six emails from his teacher Letting me know he got zero out of 100 on his assignments. And I was crazy. I am just (laughs) like, (laughs) I do not get it. Like, why? And I mean, I get it because he's more interested in playing his games and having fun than doing the work. But I'm trying to instill responsibility in him, and oh my gosh, it is a struggle. Yeah. (laughs) And so he was supposed to go to a friend's house today and for a birthday party, and he got grounded from it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And I feel crazy. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. Luckily, I didn't freak out on him like I normally do, but that's because (laughs) you told me (laughs) you got back on your medication a few days ago. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) So props to you for taking your pills. Thank you. Thank you. It does help. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is funny. Um. So today what we're talking about, we all know that it's hard to be a parent. It's hard parenting, period. And if you're not having a hard time doing it, then you're seriously doing it wrong. Like, I don't (laughs) care what you say. Um, You have kids that are, like, beyond awesome. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But we don't. (laughs) Um, But me and Michelle, we're actually going to talk about, not only is it hard to parent, but 
we find it particularly difficult because of our disorders and the irrationality of our thoughts and emotions that come up in the day-to-day parenting stuff right? and just how ridiculous it is. So, (laughs) well, and just sort of to explain what it's like in our heads, first of all, so that people who are struggling can not feel so bad about themselves. (laughs) Yes. But also for those that don't get why their family member acts the way they're acting, you know, it's like, oh, why does she always do that? Or, you know, why did they do that? Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. All right. And Michelle, I'm going to invite you to start with a couple things that you had in mind. Okay. Uh, probably the first thing is, you know, with kids not obeying, part of it is, like I was saying earlier with bad grades, he knows there's an expectation to do his homework. He has the routine of doing his homework and he tells me he's done with his homework. And then I receive an email Mm -hmm. and it usually sparks a lot of anger and rage. And sometimes I can control it. And sometimes I can't, I don't know why, Mm -hmm. honestly, but regardless of what's happening, like it usually turns to rage. Well, and when we were talking about what we were going to cover today, we had also mentioned we might just want to talk about rage and anger and our Mm -hmm. tempers. That's a huge part of bipolar um, is you have a lot of anger issues and the not obeying thing for me, I can't like what comes to my mind right now that something that's irrational that I overreacted to actually just happened the other day. My daughter had made a bracelet at a birthday party and, but it broke, it came untied and she was trying to have me help her put the beads back on, get it tied back up, whatever. Well, the end of the material was like fraying on the end of the bracelet. So you couldn't get the beads on it. So you had to cut it. And so I had her go get scissors so I could cut it, but she goes to cut it, which is fine but she's seven. She doesn't have the most control over scissors and the string is not very long. You can't cut very much off. Mm -hmm. So she cuts part and then she's going to go cut again. And I'm like, stop. She keeps going. I'm like, don't cut it. She's keeps going. She's like opening the scissors. I'm like, Brooke, don't cut that. And then she starts (sighs) to close the scissors and I'm like, Brooke, like I'm full on yelling at her and she's just sitting there. Like she's right in front of me. I know she heard me. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. know that she's within earshot And I just flipped out and I got so mad. I don't like that blatant disregard or that just choosing to ignore you. Like there's no excuse for why you kept doing what you were doing when I asked you not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's those little things that I am like, oh my gosh, I'm all of a sudden raging. And I had told you, (laughs) I had told you this, I was getting angry and started acting immature in talking (laughs) to her to where I had to remove myself from the situation. Cause I was just Mm -hmm. like, why do you even ask for my help? If you're not going to do what I ask you to do, you're not going to let me help you. And I just flipped out and I stood up and I was like, have your dad help you. I can't even deal with this. And I just went back to my bedroom (laughs) and just had my alone time, my time out. 
so I can think of a little thing like that, that happen. those things seem to happen all the time mm-hmm. as well as the bigger stuff. But it's frustrating because the bigger stuff you look at it and you're like, oh, I could see why that would make you flip out. Mm-hmm. But then it's the little things that you're like, why, <sighs> how did I get to that place? How did I get to that point? Mm. Right. Um, why did you take it that far? Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of also reminds me about when my kids make excuses af- instead of obeying. Yeah. It's like, oh, but I da-da-da-da-da or, you know, my brother does, <laughs> you know, this. <laughs> it's like, I... I hate excuses. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Do as I've asked. And, and that will send me into a rage. And I do not get why kids think that they can do that. Like I get they're trying to find their boundaries and pushing buttons, but they're doing it all the freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> 24 7 it's like a button factory right yes and then when they don't want to do their responsibilities and you were telling me a little bit about hygiene (laughs) oh my gosh right and us trying to sort of instill in them certain characteristics such as bathing regularly and getting your homework done and cleaning the house like good habits you know right make them good people it's the little everyday stuff that leads into the bigger stuff yeah and we know that um right now I'm trying reverse psychology on my son and he can't bathe oh gosh (laughs) we're gonna see how far he takes it and you know maybe someone around him will comment about the way he smells and maybe he'll not want to smell smelly anymore oh we're hoping glad I'm not you I would lose it I would absolutely (laughs) lose it I, we, we talked about that earlier, just our different parenting stuff of a hippie, more, um, laid back and Steph is more strict, but our significant others are the opposite. Mine (laughs) is super strict and doesn't know why I'm like just so lenient and yours is a little bit more lenient, right? Yes. (laughs) Like the things tell about, oh, I'd love to. I'll tell about it. <laughs> so I'm going to, this is one of the things that has bothered me I don't know, for at least a year, almost two years. It's been a huge thorn in my side. This is the one thing that I'm not supposed to say, but I decided I wanted to get on here and I'm just going to say it anyway. For some reason, my stepson's hair is a trigger for me. He is six years old. And he's not had his hair cut for a year and a half. And it's super curly. He has like ringlet curly hair. And it looks really nice if he were to actually take care of it. But he's six. (laughs) (laughs) He can't take care of it. And he's surrounded by adults who apparently 
don't want to take care of it. I will just say that. (laughs) And because I'm this step parent, because I'm this step mom, I'm not allowed to help take care of his hair. He is being parented in a way right now. Well, first of all, to give his father credit, my husband, he doesn't notice. It's one of those things that's just like a guy thing that a man Mm -hmm. care less about, but the woman is like, this is a problem. We need to address this. This is something that needs to be taken care of. But his mom is trying to let him be independent, a little grown up and decide (laughs) when he's ready to cut his hair before she'll actually make him cut his hair and put her foot down, which is fine, but she doesn't take care of his hair either. So it's just a rat's nest and it's very uneven because when it does get cut, it just gets cut certain pieces here and there. And so for me, when I see it, it's just a trigger. And I think it's a few different things. One is for me personally, as a mom and as a nurturer, part of how I take care of my children is I make sure that they're clean, that they're, you know, they have clean clothes, that they've taken a bath, that they're, they have their teeth brushed and that their Mm -hmm. hair is combed or looks nice. And because of how long his hair is, that was something I didn't say. It's past his shoulders. It's down to his shoulder blades curled. And when we go swimming and it straightens out, it's halfway between his shoulder blades. Mm. I mean, his hair is long. That's longer than my hair. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm talking about with the just being really out of control. So for me, it bothers me that I can't nurture him and take care of him in that way. But I do that for my daughter. So Mm -hmm. there's a sense in me that's like, I don't want any of the kids to be treated as a stepchild or seen as a stepchild. And I'm sorry, but there's a huge difference between when I've been able to brush and take care of my daughter's hair, put in a ponytail or whatever. And then my stepson wakes up and we go to church and his hair looks like it's been caught in the blow dryer. (laughs) Like it's just a rat's nest. Like it literally looks like somebody took a balloon and just rubbed it all over his head. Oh my God. And then we're going to go to church. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me more than it should. I understand that. I don't need anybody to tell me that. I get it. It's just one of those things that eats at me. And then I feel guilty, but there's anger that arises. Like the more mm. I can't do something about it, the more it bothers me. So every weekend we have them and his hair gets a little bit longer. The more I am just like seething. I'm like, I just, <laughs> I just want to take him and get his hair cut. Right. And I have and no control over it. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of when my kids go to their dad's house and my daughter she is basically not required to brush her hair the whole time she's there or just brush the top. Like dad doesn't even pay attention and she comes home and it is matted <laughs> like almost in dreadlocks on the underneath part. And then <sighs> she screams and cries when I want to brush her hair and because it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't even handle it. And I'm the same way. I am a hairdresser. I don't, I can't have my kids running around looking like little ragamuffins, but like, and I'm the same way with my son. Like I, he 
<laughs> he's so funny, actually. He always asks me to cut his bangs. <laughs> like boys don't have bangs, but he does. <laughs> he doesn't want the rest of his cut, but I do anyway. I'm like, no, we're cutting the rest of your hair. We're not cutting just your bangs. That's not going to happen. Oh, gosh. Uh, See, and-, and we've gotten to a point where I have had to ask them, to please cut at least my son's bangs because Mm -hmm. his hair has gotten so long and really like his hair gets in his eyes all the time. So he's constantly pulling it back and he wants to wear headbands. I'm like, you're not going to wear headbands. (laughs) If it's that long and that big of a problem, then you probably should get it cut. And the other thing too is, so his sister has curly hair and Mm. they have about the same length hair and everywhere we go in public. So I have a daughter and then I have a stepson and a stepdaughter. But because of his hair and the way it is, it's really pretty hair. Don't get me wrong. It just isn't <laughs> kept well. And everybody thinks he's a girl because of his hair. Mm. And he's gotten mm-hmm. bullied for it. He's gotten teased for it. He's had to go to counseling for it, actually. Mm. So there's another part of me, too, that's like, okay, well, we as his parents, whether it's his mom or his dad or me as a stepparent, why can't we step up and be like, okay, let's help with the bullying issue. Let's take care of part of the problem and let's cut your hair a little bit. We don't have to shave it, but can we not just take a couple inches off and make it even and make it look a little nicer and people can still tell that he's a boy? Mm -hmm. You know, like bullying is a major problem for him right now and it's directly related to his hair. Most people can probably be chillax about it, but because of my bipolar and borderline, it is just an issue for me. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could let and it go. I would say that that is probably the difference between like with your borderline because it's, tr- you get triggered more often in, um, you know, you can go up and down so easily and so quickly. I go through cycles of where I'm like, so mad at my kids for not taking care of themselves Mm -hmm. and then I go through cycles like now where I'm like fine you do you (laughs) (laughs) see how far that gets you yeah like natural consequences and uh, it's not consistent and that's another thing that we've talked about is consistency Mm. and you were talking about how you need routine, mm-hmm. but also you have to have time that is non-routine, right? Yes. If it gets too routine and too stagnant, it just wears on me and it just makes you want to up and change everything, like a dramatic change. Instead of like doing little things here and there, I'm like, okay, it's been this way for so long. <gasps> All of a sudden, I need to do this, 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 and I go overboard the other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about consistency as far as like parenting and with our children and our disorders. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's where I struggle is I'm not consistent and my kids need consistency. Uh, luckily, my boyfriend is consistent and he coaches me in a good way Mm -hmm. he's like go back in there and tell him again like don't just let him get away with it Mm -hmm. 
And that's hard for me. I do just, and it's not that I want to let him get away with it. I get angry and rage and my, I have to step away so that I don't take it out on him. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I do. You can only fight for so long until you feel yourself get to that place where you've gone too far. You need to back off a little bit. And then it's like, how do you go back in after coming out? Where do you pick mm-hmm. up from? Mm-hmm. How do you, I mean, we've talked about going back and apologizing for our behaviors with our kids, but on the same token, we don't want them to think that their behaviors are okay. Mm-hmm. And because what they did was wrong. And a lot of times what we do in reaction is wrong. And how do we fix that and stay consistent? Exactly. Um, so if anyone has an answer, email <laughs> us at props to crazy <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes. Please. <laughs> how are you consistent with your crazy? Well, right? and I think that's what's so hard about finding consistency because one day you feel this way. And the next day you feel like that, you know, and sometimes the mood that you're in, maybe the type of stress that you're under, there are certain things that are going to set you off that normally you wouldn't even notice. Right. And then you just lose control. Yes. And so that's my fear that I have with, with my kids. So it's really hard for me to be consistent when my moods can change so quickly within such a short period of time. So sometimes I'm more strict about certain things than I would be at another time of day or another time of the week altogether. And so I'm sure it catches my daughter off guard where like, yes. you know, sometimes a certain situation is nothing. I I'm not set off, you know, things are even kill. It's fine. And then little things like the other day when she wanted me to help her to fix her bracelet, but then she wouldn't listen to me when I said, don't cut the end of that. And then I flip out to where I can't even right. help her with the bracelet. So for her, she's just a seven-year-old and she's been playing. And then she comes to me and she's like, mom, can you help me fix my bracelet? And I'm helping her, but I get really impatient. And then I just freak out. So in her mind, she's like, what did I do? I was just asking mom for help. And now she's mad at me and locked herself in her bedroom. You know, that's what she sees. (laughs) And And I don't intend to do that at all. And it's actually really funny what she ended up doing. I told her one time, so you know how we get hangry, you know, sometimes Mm. when you're angry, sometimes when you're upset, it's because you just need some food and kids are like that very much. So there Mm -hmm. has, there was this one time where my daughter was really emotional and I don't remember what it was about. She said she wasn't hungry. I was like, well, how about you go eat a piece of chocolate? Cause sometimes when you eat something sweet or something that tastes good, it kind of helps you to feel better and kind of calm down. She's like, okay. Well, the other day after the the bracelet incident, I had come back to my bedroom. I was isolating myself and she comes back to the bedroom and she had these chocolate candies in a little bucket that she had given to me for Valentine's day. And it was sitting on my dresser by the door. So she comes in and she goes, mom, do you need a piece of chocolate? (laughs) I started laughing. I was like, no, I don't need a piece of chocolate. Thank you. And so she did that before she came to my bed where I was laying and asked (laughs) if I would tie the bracelet for her. And then it Mm -hmm. gave me a moment to tell her, 
why do you think I got so frustrated when you're looking right at me and I told you not to do something, but you keep doing it. And I say, don't do it and you keep doing it. And I say, don't do it. And you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would that frustrate me? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, it does. <laughs> and yeah, I shouldn't have acted the way that I did. And I'm sorry I freaked out on you, but you need to listen. That's so irritating. Right. Well, and I think the kids need consistency almost more than we do. Mm-hmm. You know, they need that control around their world. And so I just feel bad because I'm sure my daughter's in this place where there's times where she's probably constantly walking on eggshells around mom. That goes into sort of the difference between order and chaos. Mm-hmm. We, we need order. The kids need order. And when we fly off the handle, there's major chaos mm-hmm. and it's confusing to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well as us, I feel confused a lot of the time as to why I act the way I act. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about self-awareness and, you know, we sit in our bedrooms dwelling. on. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so self-aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't stop. Being why aware. did I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we do the do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yes. Because our behavior can be so erratic sometimes. It's like, don't do that. Right. Don't do what I'm doing. Just calm yourself down. Stop crying. Don't make it a big deal. But then when we go do it, it's like, oh, it's okay because mm. I'm bipolar. <laughs> I can go mm-hmm. do that. Um, but I think that's where the triggers that I have, whether it be with parenting or like the issue with my stepson and his hair, I think part of the trigger is because I lack so much control in my thoughts and my emotions that then Mm. when I lose control of outside situations that I should be in control of, quote unquote, that is a trigger for me because Mm. it's an everyday task that I'm doing. I'm making his hair look okay before we go out in public, but he fights me on it so, so much that then it's this inner turmoil of, oh my gosh, I'm not a very good stepmom because I'm not taking care of my stepson and I'm not being as supportive as I should with my husband because he could care less about how my stepson's hair looks and I'm not being a fair Mm. mother because I make Brooke brush her hair because I need it to look nice. I mean, I have all these inner thoughts going on and I feel like I'm spinning more and more and more out of control because I can't control that one little thing. If that even makes sense. Yes, it's a frustration because we feel like, so we know that we can be in control sometimes. And so when we get out of control, we beat ourselves up Mm -hmm. in a way for getting out of control, even though we know that chemically our brains aren't doing what's right. We get that that's why it's bipolar disorder that is something that is lifelong because it's not going to go away, but we desire so deeply for it to go away. Mm -hmm. We want nothing more than for us to be that mom that can do the love and logic and kindly teach our kids about responsibility and obeying and getting in the shower and cleaning our hair and Mm -hmm. doing dishes and 
yet we get triggered so easily. Mm-hmm. Not interesting. It's like if we feel we can create this order and we can create this consistency, then we can kind of control our moods, even though we know that's not possible. And then we get bored. <laughs> so then we want chaos. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just all over the place. It's like a rat maze. Oh, right. <sighs> I agree. So is there anything else you wanted to add? I know we have just a few minutes left. But we had mentioned we wanted to say some good things, too. And one thing that I had thought of when we were talking is because you and I are so self-aware, we do recognize when we've gone too far, when we've crossed the line. I mean, it may not be until after the fact, but the important thing that we do is that we do acknowledge it. And something that I have done over and over with my daughter once I did notice is I will go back to her and I will address the situation and I will apologize for how uncomfortable I made her feel, or I will apologize for my overreaction. I will clarify that what she did or her attitude or her response was unacceptable, but my reaction to it was not acceptable either. Mm. You know, like, yes, I'm not going to apologize for being mad at you because you were in the wrong, but I will apologize for yelling at you or for saying it the way that I said it. That was not okay. That is on me. That's on mom. That's nothing that you did. You're seven and you're being seven. I'm an adult, Mm. but I am struggling to control the way I'm responding to this because it's something that I have a hard time with. So we do that versus just sweeping it under the rug or just being oblivious that we have this problem. And we just go around making people feel like crap or making them feel like they're not good enough or, or even that they can, um, or should react that way. Yeah. You know, that they grow appropriate up appropriate behavior. Yeah. Just because you feel this way doesn't mean you should act this way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're constantly trying to tell our kids that in everyday situations. So then when you have a disorder and you're throwing that in there. I feel like I'm backtracking a lot because I'm trying to show her, yeah, it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to have emotions, but it's how you express them. Go punch your Mm -hmm. pillow, go cry into your pillow, but you can't tease your brother. You can't take the toys away from your sister. You can't annoy mom and dad. You can't disobey on purpose because you're upset, you know, like, or be rude to us. (laughs) Yes. Because you feel upset. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like there's some it's good a, things about it too. And I also feel like we need to give ourselves credit for the times that we do act in the way that we're supposed to. And I know that that we were talking earlier about how I'm on my medication, but I for sure know that there are days when I can handle my kids disobeying and I can rationally and calmly talk to them. And that is, is also confusing to them. I know that I am the mom that my daughter needs me to be. Um, Mm. I didn't have the mom that I needed and that's not to place Mm. blame, but I really do pull from childhood situations and I am grateful in a sense that I struggle the way that I do because then when I see my daughter going through something, I can totally relate. I can see and understand her anxiety that she feels or the pressure she puts on herself or her lack of controlling her emotions. Like she knows when she just 
for some reason is really frustrated, but doesn't know why. And she's just so overwhelmed and kids will act out and you don't know why, but she is able to tell me that she's confused about how she feels. She doesn't know why she's acting Mm. a certain way, but she's crying and she's back in her bedroom and she'll tell me, she's like, I just feel like I need to cry. And I'm like, okay, then just go cry. Like she notices certain behaviors. And I like that I can feel that with her. I'm like, I've been there. I've done that. That's, you know, cause she has a little bit of anxiety or it's because she's feeling a little bit of this instead of being oblivious to it and being like, why are you crying? Okay. Well, we don't need to cry. You need to go find something else to do so that you're not crying anymore. Mm. It's damaging. And I'm just grateful that I can let her feel and express the things that she needs to without. And I'm able to validate her feelings. And when you're more aware of um, just in general, that is when you can do those beautiful teaching moments. You are able to take from your childhood and give her the love and respect in certain moments that I didn't get when I needed it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's very damaging when you don't receive it. I am grateful that I'm able to look back And instead of just being all sorry and sad about, woe is me, what didn't I get? I can turn it into something good. Oh, because I didn't Mm -hmm. get that. I saw how it, how it affected me later on. And so I know what I need to give to my daughter for her to feel supported and loved and heard and validated. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. We will see you next time or talk to you. Or you can listen to us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Props to Crazy. If you have any questions or comments, or you want a specific topic discussed, please send an email to props to Michelle at gmail.com or props to Steph at gmail.com. That's two like the number. Please like and share this episode to help us stop the stigma and start the conversation.